Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Welcome to China Jedi Talk, where we interview a broad selection of the human race who spawn from different cities, towns, and villages in and around China and across the world to talk about life, business, love, strife, places, faces, different races, attractions, distractions, goals, and aspirations, creating selections, affections, opportunities, and connections, and as always, shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you. Can I just say that my questions just like yours are just begun? Can I just say that your questions just like mine are just begun? Cause it was breaking news. Hello listeners and welcome to China Jedi Talk episode 2 where we meet, chat and get to know various people from around the world all of which have some type of China connection whether it be actually being from China living and working in China, doing business with China, or even having visited China as a tourist. So, of course, co-host, as always, partner in crime, none other than... Anthony Benton. Hi, guys. Yes, and our guest today is based, actually, Anthony, in Shenzhen. Uh, not too far. Not too far over the water from us in, uh, in Zhuhai. He is a freelance DJ event organiser, Mr B. Sounds pretty swish. Mr. Party Man. Mr. Party Man. <laughs> I, I bet he hangs out in lots of bars like he used to do. He's none other than uh, Jesse Warren, uh, listeners. Jesse Warren, welcome to China Jedi Talk. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think this is my first ever uh, podcast. Oh, so, excellent. I feel honored. Yeah, a little bit honored. nervous. I uh, hope I'm a, a decent guest for you guys. I'm sure you will be. Anthony always likes to pop people's cherries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, no, it's, it's great to have you on. Um, and I know we've been trying to do it for some time, but of course, uh, we're all so busy, aren't we, over the other side of the world or other side of the water, I suppose, being Shenzhen. Um, so, Jesse, first of all, where are you from? I'm from the eastern shore of Virginia, which is uh, fairly close to Washington, D.C. Yes. But, and also near a place called Maryland. Is that right? Uh, Maryland, yeah, that's a state to the north. Um, yeah, Virginia, uh, the area where I'm from is actually, it's the first place where um, the first permanent English settlement in okay. in the Americas, oh, so, uh, which so, is Jamestown. So a lot of my uh, ancestry and history <laughs> is um, from England, actually. Oh, wow, that's, uh, I mean, I was there last, last year for the first time. I went down to D.C., beautiful place. So okay. I, saw, I just saw the signposts for Virginia and places like that. That's the reason I said it. But um, OK, so you've come a long way. Obviously, we're speaking to you today in the big city. I think China's fastest growing city at the moment of Shenzhen. Yeah, well, yeah it's still yeah. growing. It's crazy. I came here for the first time in 2004 and okay. um, I've lived in Taiwan for the past two years. And it struck me more than ever coming back this time. I came in through Shenzhen Bay and just seeing all of the the new skyscrapers that are still still growing. And uh, yeah, things yeah. change quickly in China, huh? Yeah, it's like you can drive down streets every day and something new crops up. Yeah. yeah. So I remember the the metro opened for the first time. I think it was uh, the the line one. It was either two thousand four or two thousand and five. 
and to see that things are still blowing up here is just unbelievable. What brought you to China originally? Um, a girl. Ah, okay. <laughs> Fair um, well, actually, first I, um, I came to study abroad in 2003, and I went to um, Hong Kong to study abroad for a semester. Okay. Um, yeah, and I ended up falling in tight with a girl there, and that's what brought me back after I graduated in 2004, and I came back and got a job in Shenzhen um, that fall. But the girl was based in Hong Kong or in Shenzhen? Yeah, she was in Hong Kong, and then when we broke up after my first year here, I ended up just staying for, uh, I guess, another 11 years. <laughs> wow, she must have been a real special girl to stay around for 11 years, Jesse. Oh, no, no, I, no we broke up after the <laughs> yes, first year. yes. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, and, and and so, oh, that's something to to thank, though, isn't it? It's amazing you started your life in China because of that. Really, yeah, that was the one. Of basically, the... yeah. Basically, I think my entire adult life has taken place in this part of the world in China. Okay, so let's. Uh, so you've been a long time going to and from China. You did your studies, then you went to Shenzhen. Uh, let's go right back. What were you doing then in the first place then, around 2004 or five in China? Um, you mean for my work? Yeah. Well, anything. Tell us anything. What were you up to? Well, I guess like my last year of college, I did this. I had a really interesting year where I spent six months on an organic farm in Florida. <laughs> and um, then, so I went straight from you know, pristine country farmland to big city Hong Kong. Yeah, that's quite a contrast, huh? Yeah, and did my study abroad there. And um, What did you went, study, by went, the way? Went, uh, sorry, say again? What did you study in Hong Kong? I studied, well, I mean, I, my major in college was urban planning. Oh, okay. But, but I didn't necessarily come to Hong Kong to study urban planning, but more just to check out another part of the world. Okay. Um... I went back and graduated, and then I came back, and um, I guess with a bit of pressure from the girl, but um, yeah, I got a job teaching English in uh, Shenzhen right after that. How did that go? Were you teaching adults or kids? I was teaching in the public schools, and it was really wonderful. There's a program called CTLC, and I'm not sure if it's still running, but um, it was just a really um, convenient setup with... Um, um, yeah, great students in some of the top public schools in the city, and I taught, I taught in that program for about, I think, five years, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so what was the, you said you just come back from Taiwan, um, Jesse, what was the, you went there for a couple of years, so what took you over there, and then, you know, what's kind of brought you back to Shenzhen, so be it? Yeah, I think... Um, uh, yeah, I've been in Taiwan for two years, and I think being, you know, I had been in China for 11 years, and I think that's a long period of time, and I uh, just had a natural urge to, um, yeah, experience another part of the region, Did and I think getting some fresh air was really a, a, a big part of it. <laughs> um, yeah, is it a big difference in Taiwan? Yeah, I mean, every day you're breathing very clean, pristine air, at least where I was. Uh, I was on the East Coast in Hualien, which is a smaller city. Right, okay. Um, 
So, yeah, and I'm a very avid surfer, so I think surf was a, another big part of the reason why I moved oh, there. Oh, really? They have surf over there? Well, yeah, it's on the Pacific Ocean, so um, they get a bit more than we do here, although Shenzhen gets pretty good surf as well. Yeah, um, yes, up in um, in Xichong and stuff, is, is that where you would recommend for Shenzhen or not, Jesse? Definitely. Yeah. Xichong is where I started surfing, and it's still my favorite beach in the world to this day. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but the the consistency of the surf is just not the same. Um, like you'll get it maybe once a week in the season, but in Taiwan or you, you can get something pretty much every day. So, so, so you'd say Taiwan is more consistent than mainland China, yeah? Definitely. Terms? I mean, you ju you just got the exposure from the Pacific Ocean, from the ocean swells. Although it's not quite as good as I expected it to be. Um, it's what about the, what about the people? Do you, do you can you notice a marked difference between mainland China's and Taiwan people? Uh, definitely. I mean, anywhere you go, any minor um, transaction, whether it be a taxi or in a Seven Eleven, I mean, everybody is just saying "shishia, shishia," and um, yeah. So there's just a, a very noticeable layer of politeness on top of every interaction. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, on yeah. on on the Taiwanese side, uh, Jesse. Oh, on the on the yeah, Taiwanese yeah. side. Are they still very obviously Chinese, though? Uh, I I think so. That's I, a, I, that's a rather that's a wrapped up question, that Mr. Benton. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> the <laughs> Taiwanese came from China, right? If you're looking okay. talking about the history. I I, and... I I thought you answered that very well, uh, Jesse. Uh, but talking about the Taiwanese here, I mean, I've been there not much, but it reminds me of like a beef burger. And uh, a beef, a beef burger. A beef burger. Yeah, you've got the the bread on the top, which is mainland mm. China. The bread on the bottom, which is Japan, and then the mm. burger in the middle um, is nice, tasty Taiwan. It's kind of got a nice mix um, mm. between both two. And of course, mm. I mean, my wife's from Japan, and I, I share the same sentiment. It's just amazingly polite um, uh, mm -hmm. people. It makes you realise how rude we really are. <laughs> Where you come from? But um, okay, so you did the surf. You were in Taiwan. Was what was that doing? Like teaching um, still, or uh, or doing some other stuff? Yeah, I was teaching to get by, and I was yeah. still coming back here to do events about once every three months. Okay. So I was okay. sometimes a bit more, sometimes every month, but I was back and forth for. Oh, um, so you were in demand in China, even though you were in Taiwan. I mean, I was still um, connected. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to uh, uproot myself. You were in I demand. Guess. Come on, it's good. People were crying out for you. Well, it's the, the the game of events, and I think that's a really good um, segue to our next section. So, Jesse, let's talk about your profession. So then, um, just come back from Taiwan. Then back in Shenzhen. Uh, obviously, you're a freelance DJ and event organizer. I mean, tell us a bit more about this. When you got into doing this. Uh, or how you got into it, and actually what you're doing now on kind of a, a daily basis work-wise, Jesse. Okay, uh, I guess I started in 2008. Um, started with a beach party and then a drum and bass party on my birthday. And that turned into like a monthly thing under the name of uh, Fresh or Fresh Crew. And that has persisted to this day. And... Um, I guess this summer, 
uh, I um, came across an opportunity with a coffee shop to do a sort of um, residency and do a couple events. So we finished three out of four events in this coffee shop in Sheko. And um, yeah, basically I just um, put my sound system in there and um, curate uh, some artists and DJs and um, yeah, do some events. And so that's pretty much occupied all of my time this summer. And this summer kind of did kind of like the nine year uh, anniversary, whatever. So it's funny how it turned out. I had nine events organized this (laughs) summer. And and I didn't realize how much time it would take, but it's really taken every spare minute of my time. But um, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun, and I think that it's been worth it. And um, I've had a really good summer and a lot of a lot of good events so far. Yeah, organizing people and coordinating them all to do the same thing on one day can be a logistical nightmare at times, right? Yeah, and even though I've been doing it for nine years, I feel like I'm still learning and trying to figure out how best to do things and yeah there's always ways that you can improve or Mm. um yeah yeah indeed so what's this cafe called quickly jesse that you're doing stuff in uh it's called four times two okay four Uh, times two pretty yeah pretty funny name but it's a it's actually run by a taiwanese girl and she's just been a wonderful host um you know, I've dealt with all kind, all types of people along the way, and bar owners and managers, and mm. she's just been really easy to work with. So, um, this is in Sherco, right? Yeah, it's by Sherco Walmart. Okay, because uh, I mean, I, I I don't know how much you've known or, or looked into it, but we, uh, I mean, through the China Jedi Pod, I, I actually uh, we have a band, uh, Sunny at Sense. Oh. And, oh, uh, nice! Yeah, I've heard of you guys. Yeah, and uh, well, I hope for good reasons, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> um, and we we do um, we've done the Magic Island Music Festival three times on a, on an island off Juhai. But w- more importantly, we've been connecting with you know the great bands and musicians, performers in Shenzhen over the last few years, and have mm. been invited to. We were talking about it earlier, weren't we? About surfing on Xichong Beach, which is on the east mm. of. Shenzhen. So we we went there, and I'm sure you know a lot of the guys I I know um, from you know the Var China crew and um, um, Nate, who used to run the Secret Spot Cafe. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm meeting with Adrian uh, later on today. To uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, say hello to Adrian from Chris and Juhai for us. That would be that would be marvelous. Um, we'll do it. We'll... I'm curious, you, you told me about you've dealt with all sorts of different businesses in bars and what have you. Do you have, uh, without naming any names, do you have any horror stories? Actually, <laughs> of, of, of a actually nightmare I do. I do. To... Go on. Um, <laughs> Spill the beans. Yeah. yeah um, this was, uh, yeah, I'm not going to name any names or anything. I don't know where this guy is, but it was actually a good learning experience for me. But um, I think 2013... I went into a partnership with this guy with a coffee shop in Dongmen. Mm, okay. And I think I'd, I'd done one party there, and it, I think we had like 150, 200 people. So he asked me, hey, let's do something. And I told him, okay, but I don't only want to do parties. I want to do, I want to do something more. I want to do coffee. I want to do health food, whatever. And um, he didn't speak any English at all. And my Chinese is just kind of passable. I mean, I can't really talk deep or anything. Yeah. And, um, like, 
I made the point to write out a sort of uh, personal contract that we would both sign our names. You know, it was nothing legal, but, you know, at least something that we could have an agreement upon. And so, you know, there was a list of X number of things about, you know, what is the plan for this cafe and, um, you know, what's going to be on the menu and what are the numbers and stuff like that. And, you know, after the first day, step by step, um, like just one line of the contract was broken after another. And it was, it was pretty funny. Like the, the idea was it to be a, you know, a vegetarian health food, organic food type of place. And um, I think like the a few days after we had both signed our names to it, he was like, okay, let's add, uh, let's add hot dogs and full toy to the menu. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was, you know, just the tip of the iceberg and it, it just slowly unraveled from there. And there was a lot of signs, um, like warning signs before I even went into that. But I think I was kind of desperate just to try my hand at having a physical space. Yeah. Yeah, I've just been through a very similar experience with the business of, you know, like you say, a contract slowly being peeled apart line by line mm. and broken. It's, yeah. yeah. It's one that we've all, I think probably a lot of the listeners as well, listening to you and have been in the same situation. I guess the, the thing is for all of us is to not get in the same situation again, isn't it really? But to have Yeah, a... and I think to trust your gut in the future and like I... I knew my gut was giving me a lot of warnings before I went into it, but like I said, I just wanted to try something out. Yeah, I definitely know where you're coming from there. So back onto the events thing. Um, what's your? I mean, you're based in Shenzhen now for the foreseeable future, right? I mean, what's your, you know, your goals moving forward? You know, your aspirations for doing these events and DJing. Um, well, recently, I think my sh my shift has kind of, or, or my focus has kind of shifted onto. Not simply events, but um, um, so I've got a new record label. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Tell us about that a bit, Jesse. Yeah, please. Yeah, it's called Metasonic. Cool. And cool name. I, th I think after nine years of events, um, it just seemed like the next logical step to take. Um, you know, there's a lot of people uh, making uh, good music here. Sure. And I, I think like you guys know a lot of the live music guys and I think they've kind of actually set the standard or, or at least kind of led the way and mm. you know what can be done in terms of you know creating things and not just putting on parties and not just DJing but actually like putting out albums and absolutely yeah yeah so I'm, I'm, I've been really impressed and actually motivated by these guys like Space Folk and Vachina, uh Adrian um, so, so yeah, so in the electronic community, I think previously there was not too many people like putting out music, but like I knew guys were making music and I guess one of them, you guys probably know Esteban. Yeah, uh, for sure. Tate, yeah, 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 absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. So, I mean, I so who, who like, do you want to uh, sign on your label? Like anyone good? I mean, foreigners, Chinese? <laughs> Are you aimed at anyone in particular, or? Yeah, how does it work, Jesse? I mean, a label. I mean, do you actually do the producing for them, or you actually you, you sign them up as Anthony's saying, and then you find them spots, you know, gigs? Yeah, actually, I, I feel like I don't really need, or they don't really need my help finding gigs. I think the artists are already good enough, and they're, you know, most of them are good at self promo and getting gigs, especially people like Titan, Black Dragon, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but. How it works is I'm, I'm basically just a curator and I reach out to the people whose music I like and whose music I want to promote and that resonates with me 
and uh, the type of type of music I want to put out. And I just reached out to them on Facebook or email or or whatever. And I've been extremely lucky that I've been able to land several of my all-time favorite musicians uh, in the world. <laughs> oh wow! Cool, good for you. Yeah. So. But when, when you say you have like a, a record label, for me that conjures up like printing out albums and CDs and stuff like that. I mean, is it literally are you doing that? Yeah, I think it's like that word. It's um, it's bigger. It sounds bigger than it actually is. Like I'm, I'm not actually a registered company uh, with this. Um, as far as printing albums, yes, I do take it upon myself to print out albums, and we've been selling them this summer, and actually they've been selling pretty well. Where, where um, are you marketing them mainly in China, or do you try and sell them back home as well? No, I mean everything's digital nowadays, and that's just the medium that we're dealing with. Okay. And um, so, yeah. it's funny, I hear that cassette tapes are kind of a thing. <laughs> That's the <laughs> yeah. Like maybe you guys know something about that, but I don't know. I like I, I I didn't even know that they were a thing, but apparently they sell like better than CDs and really. <laughs> I think with the whole indie indie rock circuit, they're definitely yeah I've, yeah I have heard that, and apparently better quality as well. Um, Jesse, you get a nicer kind of authentic sound on the recordings. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Well, it's analog, I think, instead of digital. Oh, don't you get technical on me, Mr. B. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, look, let's let's get down and and um, and start to talk a little bit about um, your location. So the big lights of Shenzhen are around you, Jesse, at the moment. Whereabouts in Shenzhen are you? I guess Shirko, then, right? If that's where you're doing bits. Uh, actually, I'm staying with my lady, and we're out in Baoan oh. near the Baoti. Okay. Uh, the ba Baoan Stadium. Yeah. Is that near the airport? Yeah, it's out. It, yeah, it's pretty close. Okay, and then, I mean, what's it like around there? Is it beautiful rural countryside or Lord of the Rings factories? Not at all. Um, it's neither. I'd say it's gentrifying um, at a rate that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, like every all, all the outskirts of Shenzhen, I've realized recently, like whether it's Longgang or Baoan, there's just these really nice suburban areas. And um, yeah, I find this Baoan, like the, especially the Baoan Center, like the Walmart, the Baoan Stadium area, is really nice. I mean, they've got brand new libraries and squares. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a fairly pleasant place to be. Can you see any of the uh, Shenzhen Hills, any of the greenery from where you are? Uh, not too much from my inner village location, <laughs> but uh, I think they're fairly nearby if I wanted to. So how long, how long would it take to drive to a beach from where you are? Oh God, I'm right. as far as you, I'm as far as you want to be. Yeah, that's oh, west. You got to go east. Yeah. 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 It, it might even be quicker to go to beach in July, eh, Jesse, from where you are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd say probably like at least two hours to get to Xichang from here. Uh, so your surfboard's in your cupboard at the moment, then? Uh, cupboard? <laughs> oh, <God>. Wardrobe. <laughs> Closet? Closet. Actually, it's right, it's right beside me, right next to the couch. <laughs> there you right go, here. there you go. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, so... Uh, Let's talk about Shenzhen in terms of, I mean, it's, it, we've talked about it earlier, it's a massively growing city, probably the most grow, biggest growing city in China at the moment, I think, as we stand. What's your favourite 
place in Shenzhen, you know, that you would... Oh, let me put it another way. If someone came to Shenzhen, you know, like your mum and dad or they'd never been, where would you take them to? Um, well, I'd take everybody to the top of Lianhua Shan, uh, Lotus Mountain. Lotus Mountain, okay. Yeah, and that just gives you a good view of the... Um, is it a good walk? How is it a high one? Uh, you know, uh, have you never been to Lianhua Shan before? I haven't actually. I've never, uh, no, whereabouts in, would that be in terms of Shenzhen? Um, well, you know the big um, blue, red and yellow government building in the center near Coco Park? Okay, yeah, that area, but I don't know that building though. Okay, so it's, um, yeah, there's a little hill just north of that. And um, yeah, it's like a 20 minute hike to the top. And you just get a sweeping view of the city center, and it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, there you go. So it's so, a, a small hill, mountain, like turned into an actual park, or it's just a Yeah, train? it's a big park, and tons of people there flying their kites and picnicking and um, hiking around the mountain and stuff. Um, Is that, that's something cool about China, right? Is they, seem, they know how to do parks and create nice recreational areas, don't they, for city folk? Yeah, I think they do. Um, for sure. <laughs> Shame they can't air condition them though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Okay, so, it's, it's, sorry Jesse, go on. Oh, it's funny that you say something about air conditioner, like everybody's saying it's so hot here, and I don't know what it is, but just being back this summer, I mean, obviously it is hot, but I feel so much more comfortable physically in the sunshine and in the daytime weather here than I do in Taiwan. Which, oh, wow. Which is, Taiwan is just another level of humid uh, for me, um, where I was based in uh, Hualien, down the coast. Wow. And, yeah, I wasn't really expecting that, but it, the air, for some reason, even though like the, even though it's more polluted, it feels more comfortable. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem as hot this year, though, I think. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, mate. It was pretty, the past few years have been... It's definitely got hot the last few weeks, unless it rains and it breaks. Well, I I, I don't know what's going on in Taiwan then, Jesse. That must, because it's about 90 to something humidity here, so it must be, you must be up to like 100% then in I think it probably is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so, not Phoenix Mountain, Lotus Mountain. Mm. Yeah. Lotus Mountain, yeah. Pop up there, anyone who's listening, it sounds nice, I think I might do that next time I'm in... Coco Loco Park. Best place to go out. Now, come on, you're a DJ, event planner. Someone wants to go out in Shenzhen. Where would you tell them to go to? Don't go to Coco Park. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. So don't put it in with a trip up to um, Lotus Mountain then, no. Unless you're going to maybe Taps for the open mic tonight. I think Charlie's hosting that. Charlie's, and... Yeah, Charlie's working there now, hasn't he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've had a good time at Taps. Um, Actually, I, I don't mean to diss Coco Park as a whole. There's probably some good things going on there on occasion. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of new spots popping up all the time. But in terms of, I think, a street, a place that I'm pretty attached to historically that I could recommend would be Shangbu Nanlu. Shangbu Nanlu. Yeah. And it's kind of undergone an evolution through the years. Um, it's where the original Idu Tang was, which is a live music venue, which is like the Gunjue Di. Okay. And it's um, the true true color twenty fifth floor was there many years ago, but they've since closed down. And that was kind of a really seminal 
nightlife spot. But there's still there's still new places popping up through the years. There's a kind of underground venue named Public. Public. Yeah, and it's run by a local Chinese guy, and they do some pretty interesting stuff. They get some you know local touring, local acts, uh, hip hop, and bands on occasion. Um, and then there's a lesbian bar on the same street, which is where I did the nine year anniversary. Good choice. Yeah, the lesbian bar's been there for at least uh, seven years. And um, above public, there's this new spot called Barbershop. And in the front is an actual barbershop. And if you there's a motorbike, and if you turn the handle, it opens a, a door <laughs> leading to a hidden sort of speakeasy in the back. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. That sounds fantastic. Is this all in the same area then, Jesse? Yeah, so this is all on the same street. And... The metro station is Kushiguan, or um, Science Museum. Okay, Science Museum is the English name for it then. And whereabouts is that? Are we talking Futian, Shirko, Lohu side, or in the middle of that? Yeah, it's basically the border of Futian and Lohu. Okay, okay, Science Park yeah. Museum. Anthony wants to know what the name is of the lesbian bar. Does it have a name? or? <laughs> well, they're always changing names. It was Fly Bar, <laughs> then it became V-Pub, and now it's called Sugar. There you go. It's called why, why does it keep changing names? It keeps changing hands, or marketing, isn't it? it they're changing like managers, but okay. I mean, it's 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 always the lesbian bar to me. So there you go. <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah, awesome. Um, so well, we can't not but talk about food being in a in a yeah, culture yeah. of such yeah. great you have food. Your favorite place to eat? Um. Well, I could more easily talk about. Taiwan, because I've only been back here for like a month. But okay. Go for it. Tell the, us somewhere great to eat in Taiwan. But, but, the, but does that mean that the places that you used to eat when you were in Shenzhen have all closed now, most probably? Is that the case, Jesse? Well, I think my favorite, I just found out that my favorite pizza place closed down, but he opened up a new spot, which is good news. There you go. Um, La Casa. Which was in Coco, which was basically the first place in Coco Park back in two thousand nine. Okay. So you're an American in China, and your favorite food you're going to talk about is pizza. I'm going to claim <laughs> Dave Seymour's pizza as number one in Shenzhen. Fair enough. Dave yeah. Dave Seymour Pizza, yeah. His oh, Dave Seymour. So he's one of the original partners of La Casa, and okay. it was really sad that they closed down, and now there's like another nightclub in there. In their place. Um, does he do more traditional style pizza or American style? He does a it's a very simple. I don't know what you would call it. He explained it to me once, but everything is very simple and very natural. And he doesn't use anything fancy. It's just straight tomatoes, olive oil, garlic, mozzarella cheese, dough, and uh, that's pretty much it. So he, he does his pizzas like I like my. Women then, oh, simple and natural. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> okay, that's marvelous. There you I'm go joking, then. I'm yes. Yes. I love you, girls. I love you, ladies. Yeah. You're wonderful. I, I, I think he has a new place, and I haven't been there yet. But I think it's called Bella Pizza. A la oh, pizza. No, no, Bella Pizza. He's gone for the original yeah. one. Bella Pizza. Yeah. Bella. So, well, there we go. Yeah, okay. I can tell I'm right then. So there you go, Bella yeah, Pizza. Is... Hope, hope we got that one right, Jesse. We can always change it, I suppose, in the future. So um, before we move on, any secrets in Shenzhen? You know, secret places. I guess they won't be a secret if you tell us, but have you got a secret place or, I don't know, something secret in Shenzhen? You've been there for so long. 
that you maybe could share with us today? Yeah, I don't think it's so much of a secret anymore, but <laughs> okay. um, it's not necessarily on the the tourist uh, trail or map, but it does pop up in the news every now and then. And um, it's a, a small village next to Dongmen, and um, it's called Hubei, Hubei Jotsun, Hubei Old Village. Okay. And there's an ancestral hall there, and... It's basically one or two story buildings that are, I think, you know, some of them date back to the 1600s, I believe. Um, not all of them. Some of them are newer. But it, it's literally right next to Dongmen, and you could walk um, by it on the street and not even realize it's there. But I've been visiting this place for, I guess, over 10 years. And, um, yeah, it's just a really um, interesting place that happens to be downtown next to Dongmen that's a very traditional wow. Chinese village in I, the middle of the city. I, I never knew, um, so thank you for that, but the other place you said it's next to, Dong, Dongmen, that's Dongmen. Like, Dongmen, where's, where's that, Jesse? Dongmen is in Lohu, and Dongmen right. is, okay. uh, is the, um, you know, sort of outdoor um, shopping mecca of, um, of the old Shenzhen, I guess. You know how, like, every yeah. city has their kind of outdoor shopping street? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Dongmen is, um, yeah, it's that place. Okay, what's the place of the, the ancestral hall? Did you say Hubei? Yeah, Hubei Village. Okay. And you can, like, you can Google it and you can find articles. Actually, I, I used to work for Shenzhen Daily and I, I wrote an article about it. And at that time, like, they were, I think we reached out to some bureau and they said, oh, it's going to be preserved or it might be developed. So and I've seen, so and I've, since then I've seen like almost every few years there's another article saying the same thing that it's <laughs> maybe going to meet the wrecking ball or maybe not. Oh, wow, really? so, oh, God, yeah. so it's literally a little village that's been swallowed up by Shenzhen. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's still there. Is it on the outskirts or it's literally right bang in the middle of the city? It's right bang. Well, not like literally city. in the middle, but Shenzhen has developed around this village. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That sounds interesting. We'll have to definitely make a trip up there. Okay, great. Thanks for that, Jesse. Um, let's talk about uh, China for Kieshan. So, China, wonderful place to live and create in. But of course, as everywhere in life, we have our ups and our downs. Um, what's been your biggest challenge, would you say, so far in China, Jesse? Um, pretty tough question. Um, I think well, we like to ask him tough. <laughs> Tough because it's hard to think of one, or because there's so many. Tough because you won't uh, let him answer. Hard, hard to think of one, but. Um, oh, that's good. So you've had a very positive experience in China, then. For the most part, yeah. I guess if I could relate it to my, to the work I've done, like in events and music. Um, sure. I think it's been kind of tough. Like if you look around, you're just seeing things blow up and. You know, the, there's markets for everything, and there's money flying around everywhere. And um, I think with doing it, like events, it's been somewhat of a challenge to kind of, you know, be successful on those terms, on maybe uh, financial terms or economic terms. You know, seeing you know people driving around in uh, Benzes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, I mean, not that that's the goal or anything, but. Um, you know, it's, um, 
yeah, it's, it's, you know, just working through events and um, putting all your energy into it and maybe just having not the turnout that you desire or... <laughs> yes, I, mate. That's good, though. It seems like you're struggling to find something negative, which is a good thing, right, I guess, in a way. You've obviously had lots of positive things happen for you in China, which can lead yeah. us to the opposite end of the spectrum. So tell us then, maybe it's easier... For you to tell us something, uh, a benefit of you being in China. What's something really good that China's brought you? Yeah, what's it given to you? I think the opportunity to pursue any idea or dream that you have in your mind. There are tools at your disposal to realize those dreams. I think that has been the biggest uh, upside, for sure. Okay, so but why, why would that be easier for you here in China than, say, back home in America? Um, because I can just go to Huashang Bay and get speaker cables made of any specs that I want to <laughs> at an affordable price. Um, just for example, as I was, as I uh, have been doing recently, like repairing my sound system, um, just getting stuff printed down the street, yeah. um, the, the pool of talent here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Shenzhen, I mean, it's the manufacturing hub of the world, I guess. So that's true. They do call it the factory um, of the world, right? Yeah. Um, but anything, yeah. anything particular about China as a climate, rather than just because things are cheaper here? You think China's the new land of opportunity? Uh, definitely. Um, I I kind of draw comparisons to New York City um, in the. 20s or 30s or whenever New York City was taken off when it or a lot of immigrants pouring in um, and I think this you know obviously I wasn't there but I just kind of see a historical parallel with all the people and talent pouring into Shenzhen uh, people with energy to make things happen and um, yeah it's, it still feels like a, a good exciting uh, place to be in that in that regards. Yeah, definitely some similar overtones and undertones there, Jesse, for sure. Okay, um, so uh, let's talk about something funny, because um, we come a cropper all the time, don't we, Andy, with some funny things living in this brilliant but rather funny country all at the same time. Um, got any funny, well, give us one, like, funny China moment, Jesse, you must have come across or put yourself into at some point. Have you got anything that comes to mind? Oh man, I looked at this question right before we signed on to Skype, and I was—I drew a blank, and I'm honestly, I'm still drawing a blank right now. I—I—I <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> I, I guess sometimes those little, the subtle things, the funny things—they kind of come and they go quickly. You can't remember them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, how about how about this then? Um, any advice that you would give? To anyone out there, I know that's a bit of a big question, but that would be based on, I guess, what you've kind of learned doing your events and stuff. Any advice that you give to people listening now, you know, in China doing things? Um, I guess just to be kind. There you go, um, some good advice. Just, yeah, just to be kind to people and smile and try not to... Like a, found myself just getting sucked down silly arguments over two RMB or something. And, <laughs> and I think a lot of people here are, you know, working really hard. And, you know, I was walking home last night and I saw like a 60 some year old woman selling uh, plastic toys on the street. And 
I think a lot of people are living experiences that, you know, we don't have to. So I think, um, you know, kindness will go towards, um, you know, not only helping other people, but helping ourselves as well. So, yeah. and I think, and I think just looking back at myself too, if I could have been a little bit nicer in some situations that might have paved a bit of a smoother, smoother road perhaps. Yeah, that's very true. It is hard as a foreigner sometimes, right? You come over here and you already have your perceptions of what society should be from back home, right? And then yeah. you come to China and things are so different. It's sometimes, it's hard to see things from a different angle, right? So as you say, if you're being kind, you know, even though you might see life should be in a certain way, just mm-hmm. accept that you're not necessarily always right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was looking at um, you know, your website and you've got um, the Yoda and may the smile be with you. And, um, actually, we've got a new single coming out soon on, on the label called Just Smile. And awesome. yeah, and I think like just smiling, like in any situation is, you know, not it's a it's a it, it can be a good way out or just a good oh, solution. Oh, it's amazing like, the power of a smile, yeah. right? It's yeah. I've been doing an experiment lately with the, the older generations. Every time I see an old person now, I smile at them mm. just to see you know the reactions again. Most of the time, mm-hmm. it's met with you know well, I get a great big grin back. Because... Don't share your results yet, Andy. Yeah. We look forward to reading that study, <laughs> don't we, Jesse? Right. Um, okay, so well said. Anyway, um, by uh, both of you. Crediting you there, Anthony. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some uh, promotion and connection then. So yeah, Jesse. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Shenzhen and what brought you here and what you're doing, events and, and DJing. You've got your record label. Um, as we come to a close on this sh- uh, talk show today, is there anything that you'd like to, you know, to say to listeners to plug or promote? You know, this is the time to do it. Yeah, big up yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I mentioned before the label Metasonic um, Music Box events um, that I've been doing. Um, yeah, actually, I just landed a, a four-month gig with uh, Hard Rock Cafe, oh, where I'm yeah. going to be the uh, house DJ for them nice. um, for at least the next four months. So not so much of a plug, but just like a... A shout there. out to them for reaching out to me. What sort of music to... do you DJ? Did Sorry? Ask, didn't Sorry ask you. What kind of music do you DJ? Uh, everything. My my, um, I guess what's closest to my heart is uh, the deeper side of jungle and drum and bass. Okay. But I'm into house and techno, very into reggae. I'm into 60s rock steady. Cool. Um, and you mix, on, mix it all together? Hit, any what? And you mix it all together? Oh. Uh, well, you can. That's, and that's a lot of fun that's, that's uh, when you do. Yeah, I'd like not to be so rigid, but sometimes it's good to, you know. No, it sounds play. cool. That sounds good because like, I, I came from a time when, you know, dance music was just dance music and it was all mixed, but it all seems to, so too many DJs seem to segregate themselves now. You know, you have to do drum and bass or you have to do jungle or you have to do break yeah you know? i prefer it all mixed together so mm. yeah good on you yeah. Mm. yeah i guess it really depends on the setting and the crowd and who who are you playing for yeah that's true so the yeah. hard rock cafe wh- whereabouts is that it's actually out near mission hills is it a mission to get to uh is it hard to get to yeah 
Oh, yeah, by public transport, it's like more than two hours, but if you take a, a DD or a taxi, it's, it's about one hour. Cool. So, so it's not in the center of Shenzhen, then, Hard Rock Cafe? It's not in the center. It's, you know, Mission Hills is that enormous, sprawling ah. golf resort. I think they have 10 okay. golf courses out there. Okay. Sorry, did you say golf resort? No, no, he said golf. golf oh, golf. Okay. golf, and golf. <laughs> that would have been interesting, wouldn't it? A golf resort. No, he does, he does a golf night every Monday. <laughs> The golf resort. Um, Jesse, plug away with your website, please, and that. Um, Metasonic, how, does that, how do we find out more on you? Okay, yeah, you can listen to the music at metasonic.com. That's M E T T A S O N I C. Um, so, yeah, that'd be the main place. And then we're also on SoundCloud, MixCloud, Wall, Facebook, um, and everywhere else. And that would be Metasonic you search for again, yeah? On those yeah. Things. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, and I just launched a new a new website. I'm not sure what I'm doing with it, but I'm trying to be more journalistic with it and kind of review stuff and interview people. And that's called freshrecords.net. There you go. freshrecords.net. Fantastic, yeah. mate. I have to say I think um when you talk when Anthony asked you what type of music you're into, um I definitely think we should speak a little bit more um off channel uh Jesse. Um, yeah, I'd like to listen to your stuff as well. Yeah, I think so because uh, well, you never know. Sonia Sands, we could uh, hopefully be uh, we we could get up on his label somehow, and if it's uh, there, you go. Yeah, it could be a possibility there. Yeah, that. so yeah. Have to have to talk about that more another time. So, um, any last things? Any things you're searching for? Any opportunities? Anyone you need to connect with? If we were a genie, how would you like to rub Anthony up? <laughs> Um, opportunities, I'm just, um, yeah, I'm not looking for too much right now. I feel really happy with the gig that I just landed. Um, I think I'm really just hoping to further develop my musical craft in a direction of, um, live electronic music. And, um, as I said before, I've just been really inspired by all of the musicians here. And, uh, so I think for me personally, the next step is just searching for, um, just continuing to develop my craft musically. Fantastic, Jesse. Well, yeah. before we go, um, do you have like a, I mean, do you, in terms of people getting in touch with you, will they get in touch with you through Metasonic or the, the Fresh um, website, or do you have like yeah. a, you know, another way of getting in touch with you more directly or not? Yeah, I guess WeChat is Jesse Warren. Email is jessewarren at gmail.com. Um, then there's metasonic at gmail.com. Okay, and Jesse yeah. Warren, of course, J E S S E, and then Warren W A R E N, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, listen, bud, you get back to your music and organising your events. Um, maybe we'll get. Um, we can come for a coffee one day at the Hard Rock. They can. Uh... Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> to let us know more about that. But thanks for joining us today, mate, and wish you all the best of luck. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, thank, endeavors, yeah thanks Jesse. a lot for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is China Jedi, people. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.